The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Hey, listen up, rodeo fans across the territory. Turn up 880 Friday evening between 5 and 6 bells for KRVN this evening for the TRU Top 5 Countdown. Monty James here with weekly rodeo news, standings, and shenanigans presented by V-Bar Trailer Sales, Broken Bow, Nebraska. Mid-America's first choice for ag information, weather news, and sports. 880 KRVN. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Starting out the week, we've got some green on the screen, but a lot of things to talk about in relation. I can't even talk today, Don, as to what we're seeing in the markets. And, of course, Don Rose joins us with U.S. Commodities. Let's start out looking at the rains. I think it's the fact that I have sun coming through my office window, and it's throwing me for a loop because we haven't had a lot of sun. It is a lot of rain that has happened, so it's nice to see this warm-up happening, at least for the Western Corn Belt. Yeah, you know, that's it, uh, Susan, and thanks for uh, inviting me to uh, come on, first of all. But, you know, I think when you look at it, it is. It's a weather market. There's no doubt about it. But, um, you know, and I think what we are going to find out is it's going to be the uh, western corn belt, which we have some issues, but not like we have in the eastern corn belt. So it's going to be the western corn belt versus the eastern corn belt. And can the western corn belt make up for how much of the loss uh, in the eastern corn belt if it can at all and then of course on friday we're going to have an early fireworks we're going to have an awful lot of information coming at us trying to solidify this a little bit more the question on the acres um we're going to solidify a little bit more what do we have for stocks on hand june 1st we're going to have the uh, first notice day on july positions who wants to own the deliveries we're going to have the uh, fund activity with the end of the month, end of the quarter. So there's going to be a lot of a lot of movement, and uh, certainly is going to be a high-risk day on Friday. As you look at Friday's report, how much are we going to start seeing influencing of this grain trade? Are we going to see more pickup tomorrow, or is it going to be more waiting until Thursday? Well, I think what you're going to look at on that report is you've got two uh, moving parts. Uh, you've got the acre report, which is getting all the attention. You know, what are the acres going to be? And then the other uh, side of it, you have the stocks report. The stocks of grain, old crop on hand as of June 1. And I think what you're going to find is in that stocks report, you're going to have near record supplies, if not record supplies of corn, to give us a buffer going forward. You're going to have record record supplies of uh, soybeans and record supplies of wheat as of the 1st of uh, June. So uh, when are we going to when are we going to start to trade that report? I think you're already starting to jockey for it right now. All through the week, uh, I think, in the um, from a producer standpoint, Susan, you want to make sure that you don't get caught being overly bullish with a crop that's not sold in hopes that a higher uh, price is because I think where we're at is when you're talking, uh, you know, four and five year highs on on the uh, corn and you've got uh, big supplies of wheat and soybeans that you have to be careful. Can corn actually uh, do all the work to the upside? Are we going to keep these ratios intact to a certain degree? Is South America or Ukraine going to plug some of the uh, holes on the uh, corn that we have right now from an export standpoint? Is wheat going to plug some of those holes? So I guess what I'm saying, you're looking at the supply side now, but be careful when you look at the demand. It's not that pretty. What about the ethanol? I know that we've had some tighter margins as of late. Now, with all these tensions that have been building up with Iran, is that going to take its toll on the ethanol market? 
Well, remember this about the ethanol market is our actually our consumption on gasoline is uh, is uh, going down a bit, and uh, we have it mandated that ten percent of our ethanol, uh, our ten percent of our uh, gas has to have ethanol in it. Uh, you can go up to fifteen percent, but we also produce more than we can consume, so we have to rely on that excess uh, to export. Uh, and South America is more competitive than we are in that area, unfortunately. So it is an issue, um, and it's an issue from that on the ethanol. It's an issue from exports on uh, on corn also, because South America is uh, cheaper than we are on corn. They're selling corn into uh, Mexico. They're Argentina selling corn into our southeast U.S. and Ukraine selling corn into Brazil. So it's not it's the uh, the demand side that is one that you have to be a little bit careful of. And certainly the supply side is an issue. I mean, there's no doubt about it. We're off to, uh, you know, my experience, the worst start uh, to a crop by far on record, uh, you know, surpassed in 1993. So um, you've got to try and balance those things. And I think it all adds up to, Susan, you should be doing some risk management. Well, Don, what are some things that you talk about doing some risk management? What are some things that our producers could be doing right now? Um, they may be looking out their window and be blessed with a beautiful field or vice versa and be looking at prevent plant. Well, you know, I think uh, if you don't want margin exposure, there's nothing wrong with looking at uh, options where you can buy uh, buy a put, sell a put below the market if you think it's too expensive. Um, you know, the trick of this market is the carry in the market because at one time we had for seven months you could carry corn uh, for seven months and you could get 29 cents. Well, now it's shrunk all the way down to it got within three and a half cents carrying corn for seven months. We know you can't do that. Now it's starting to move back out a little bit. So look at the carries in the market, but you can certainly buy some puts, I would say, in between months now, probably about in, into the uh, March time frame, uh, buy a put, sell a put. And don't forget to look at 2020 from risk management. Acres are probably going to be 96, 97, maybe even 100 million next year on corn as the profitability in soybeans uh, are probably less and looks more attractive to plant corn, particularly with the prevent plant that we've had this year. Could we see any surprises in this afternoon's report from the USDA? Well, you know, I think the uh, I think when you look at it, it's probably going to, the, the planning could be higher than what you would think on uh, corn and soybeans because in these reports, they also include the acres that prevent plant. In other words, they're saying the plant acres that you uh, intend to plant or planted. So I think uh, that's a possibility uh, as people have already given up on corn. So at some point in time next week, you know, you'll be 100% planted on corn just because you stopped planting corn. It'll be the same for soybeans the following week. All right, well, stick around, folks. We've got a lot more to come. And, of course, taking a look at the livestock issues, definitely some uh, lower numbers that we're seeing within the hog trade. More's coming up. You are listening to the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network. Hey, listen up, rodeo fans across the territory. Turn up 880 Friday evening between 5 and 6 bells for KRVN this evening for the TRU Top 5 Countdown. Monty James here with weekly rodeo news, standings, and shenanigans presented by V-Bar Trailer Sales, Broken Bow, Nebraska. Mid-America's first choice for ag information, weather news, and sports. 880 KRVN.
Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Starting out the week, we've got some green on the screen, but a lot of things to talk about in relation. I can't even talk today, Don, as to what we're seeing in the markets. And, of course, Don Rose joins us with U.S. Commodities. Let's start out looking at the greens. I think it's the fact that I have sun coming through my office window, and it's throwing me for a loop because we haven't had a lot of sun. It is a lot of rain that has happened, so it's nice to see this warm-up happening, at least for the Western Corn Belt. Yeah, you know, that's it, uh, Susan, and thanks for uh, inviting me to uh, come on, first of all. But, you know, I think when you look at it, it is. It's a weather market. There's no doubt about it. But, um, you know, and I think what we are going to find out is it's going to be the uh, western corn belt, which we have some issues, but not like we have in the eastern corn belt. So it's going to be the western corn belt versus the eastern corn belt. And can the western corn belt make up for how much of the loss uh, in the eastern corn belt if it can at all and then of course on friday we're going to have an early fireworks we're going to have an awful lot of information coming at us trying to solidify this a little bit more the question on the acres um we're going to solidify a little bit more what do we have for stocks on hand june 1st we're going to have the uh, first notice day on july positions who wants to own the deliveries we're going to have the uh, fund activity with the end of the month, end of the quarter. So there's going to be a lot of a lot of movement, and uh, certainly is going to be a high-risk day on Friday. As you look at Friday's report, how much are we going to start seeing influencing of this grain trade? Are we going to see more pickup tomorrow, or is it going to be more waiting until Thursday? Well, I think what you're going to look at on that report is you've got two uh, moving parts. Uh, you've got the acre report, which is getting all the attention. You know, what are the acres going to be? And then the other uh, side of it, you have the stocks report. The stocks of grain, old crop on hand as of June 1. And I think what you're going to find is in that stocks report, you're going to have near record supplies, if not record supplies of corn, to give us a buffer going forward. You're going to have record, record supplies of uh, soybeans and record supplies of wheat as of the 1st of uh, June. So uh, when are we going to start to trade that report? I think you're already starting to jockey for it right now all through the week, uh, I think. And the, um, from a producer standpoint, Susan, you want to make sure that you don't get caught being overly bullish with a crop that's not sold in hopes that a higher uh, price is because I think where we're at is when you're talking, uh, you know, four- and five-year highs on, on the uh, corn, and you've got uh, big supplies of wheat and soybeans that you have to be careful. Can corn actually uh, do all the work to the upside? Or are we going to keep these ratios intact to a certain degree? Is South America or Ukraine going to plug some of the uh, holes on the uh, corn that we have right now from an export standpoint? Is wheat going to plug some of those holes? So I guess what I'm saying, you're looking at the supply side now. But be careful when you look at the demand. It's not that pretty. What about the ethanol? I know that we've had some tighter margins as of late. Now, with all these tensions that have been building up with Iran, is that going to take its toll on the ethanol market? Well, remember this about the ethanol market is our actually our consumption on gasoline is, uh, is uh, going down a bit. And uh, we have it mandated that 10% of our ethanol uh, or 10% of our uh, gas has to have ethanol in it. Uh, you can go up to 15%. But we also produce more than we can consume, so we have to rely on that excess uh, to export. Uh, and South America is more competitive than we are in that area, unfortunately. So it is an issue, um, and it's an issue from that on the ethanol. It's an issue from exports on, uh, on corn also because South America is uh, cheaper than we are on corn. They're selling corn into uh, Mexico. They're 
Argentina selling corn into our southeast U.S. and Ukraine selling corn into Brazil. So it's not it's the uh, the demand side that is one that you have to be a little bit careful of, and certainly the supply side is an issue. I mean, there's no doubt about it. We're off to, uh, you know, my experience, the worst start uh, to a crop by far on record. Uh, you know, surpassed in 1993. So um, you've got to try and balance those things. And I think it all adds up to, Susan, you should be doing some risk management. Well, Don, what are some things that you talk about doing some risk management? What are some things that our producers could be doing right now? Um, they might be looking out their window and be blessed with a beautiful field or vice versa and be looking at prevent plant. Well, you know, I think uh, if you don't want margin exposure, there's nothing wrong with looking at uh, options where you can buy uh, buy a put, sell a put below the market if you think it's too expensive. Um, you know, the trick of this market is the carry in the market. Because at one time we had for seven months, you could carry corn uh, for seven months and you could get 29 cents. Well, now it's shrunk all the way down to it got within three and a half cents carrying corn for seven months. We know you can't do that. Now it's starting to move back out a little bit. So look at the carries in the market. But you can certainly buy some puts, I would say, in between months now, probably about in, into the uh, March time frame, uh, buy a put, sell a put. And don't forget to look at 2020 from risk management. Acres are probably going to be 96, 97, maybe even 100 million next year on corn as the profitability in soybeans uh, are probably less and looks more attractive to plant corn, particularly with the prevent plant that we've had this year. Could we see any surprises in this afternoon's report from the USDA? Well, you know, I think the, uh, I think when you look at it, it's probably gonna, the, the planning could be higher than what you would think on, uh, corn and soybeans because in these reports, they also include the acres that prevent plant. In other words, they're saying the plant acres that you, uh, intend to plant or planted. So I think, uh, that's a possibility, uh, as people have already given up on corn. So at some point in time next week, you know, you'll be 100% planted on corn just because you stopped planting corn. It'll be the same for soybeans the following week. All right. Well, stick around, folks. We've got a lot more to come. And, of course, taking a look at the livestock issues, definitely some uh, lower numbers that we're seeing within the hog trade. More is coming up. You are listening to the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network.